0: Wildcard weekend is here. We're previewing and making picks for the weekend's wildcard opening round of playoff games. Belichick out in New England, Gerard Mayo in. Washington Commanders have a new GM as the coaching carousel spins. All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Mad Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed. We appreciate it on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. A lot to get into today. Uh this episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. All right, so a couple of unexpected ones, some expected ones, and a quarter of the league needs new head coaches now. Yeah, yeah. the big one was since we've been uh, since we've last recorded, Bill Belichick, no longer the head coach of the New England Patriots. Gerard Mayo, former linebackers' coach, former Patriots player, steps in as the new head coach there, trying to continue the Patriot way. A uh, Pete Carroll out in Seattle. Adam Peters hired as the new Washington general manager, so uh, tons to start with. We got to go to New England first, though. Gerard Mayo, Uh, you know what's fascinating? Gerard Mayo was drafted in 2008 by the Patriots. Yeah, and there are now two head coaches in the league from that Patriots draft class because Kevin O'Connell was drafted the same. Wow, that's a shame. Looking around at Mike Vrabel, who's been fired but had some success in the NFL. Patriots players have kind of made better coaches than Patriots coaches under Belichick that have gotten jobs.
1: I yeah, you? I hadn't thought of that, den- that way of thinking, but that's great. Maybe, I mean, the day in the life of a player in a building is much different than the day in the life of a coach. You know, I mean, you're behind the scenes and you're in all those coaches meetings and maybe it's a lot easier to replicate as opposed to, seeing what the coaches want to show you, you know, and how to play and what you're adjusting during the games and what worked for you as a player. So maybe that is the Belichick, you know, tree angle, you know, interesting.
0: It's hard to know what to expect from Gerard Mayo, well-respected in the oh, building, no. but he wasn't exactly. on any of the lists of other teams that were requesting to interview coaches either. So this is like a really in-house incubated coaching candidate in Gerard Mayo. So uh, obviously it's going to be fascinating to see how this turns out in New England.
1: The little I've heard, and again, I, I always hate commenting on assistant coaches because I don't know the men, and you don't know what they do during the week or how hard. he coached his linebackers. Or I mean, coordinators are hard enough, let alone you know just assistant coaches. But I, he must have gotten Belichick's seal of approval. Must
0: have, you know. I mean, yeah, like it, it sounds I mean, like that's what it was. It was almost agreed yeah. upon as Belichick left. Is like, well, then this is the next guy is Gerard Mayo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, totally so, in house.
1: So, I think all of that whole process was probably more cordial than some of us might have thought. Um, I've heard Mayo can be a little prickly. I hear that he's also a very, very good and respectable defensive mind. Kind of sounds like his predecessor a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. 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 Younger, you know. So, uh, let's give it a shot. And maybe
0: able to connect with the younger players more than than they have recently. And and there was a quote from Gerard Mayo talking about his coaching style. And he said, you can't can't really get on a player, tough love, until you get their respect first and show them the love. Then you show them the toughness because then you have that relationship with the player and then you can get in to them, right? And he said back in the day when he was playing, you just did what the coach said, and that was it. And now, and we've heard this from Sean McVay uh in that recent podcast, The Play Callers. And it's interesting to hear Gerard Mayo say the same thing. And these two guys have never coached together, or you know, mm-hmm. in the same organization together. But Sean McVeigh said the new player wants to know the why they're doing something, not just do this, they want to know why, and they want to have buy-in, right. And Sean McVay says, that's fine, because I love explaining the why, because it's all about the why. I want them to know the why, because it'll help them be a better player. And Gerard Mayo said a similar thing. Sure. Back in the day, you just did what the coach said, and that's it. And now players want to know the why. So maybe there's a bridge now between you're prickly, you're going to be an old-school, hard-ass coach, defensive mind, but you're going to give players the why a little bit more mm-hmm. and, and be more in tune with the with – the, The younger new generation of players out there. So we'll see how that turns out for Gerard Mayo. But man, I mean, those shoes to fill anybody coming into this role, it it was going to be tough because you're going to be compared to that as eight Lombardis.
1: Yeah. And you're taking over a team that doesn't have any offensive talent, you know, but at least the, the strength of the team, the defense, you would hope is keeping the course. You know, I mean, that's a really good unit on that side of the ball. And I think it goes without saying that now you'll have a little more divide between. Front office GM, however that works out, and coach. You know, like I'm sure Mayo's not going to be
0: buying all the groceries either, you know. And all Belichick's children, are they staying on the staff? It sounds like probably a lot. You mean his real children? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, right. He take his kids with him elsewhere when he gets another job. Where, Where do you see Bill going? I think Atlanta's
1: the best fit, but I could see Washington as well, just to. It, the thing is, if you hire Belichick, and it doesn't look like Carroll's going anywhere, but he'd be the same thing. How long can you conceivably think you're going to have this guy? I mean, it's not going to be Steelers three coaches in my lifetime situation where they're yeah. there for decades, you know. And
0: like the the built in uh, replacement plan. Well, that already happened in New England. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's the if you hire Bill, you have to have a new replacement plan, kind of. Mm-hmm. you might it might be the same way for Pete Carroll. Speaking of Pete Carroll, because we haven't had a chance to talk about this either, because after we recorded on we, we had to record a couple podcasts Wednesday, we didn't record mm-hmm. one yesterday. So we missed some of the breaking news uh, and the the Pete Carroll news happened right after we finished recording. I actually and, and Pete said Pete, the Pete, Pete at his press conference like I'm jacked up. I, I don't know what's next, but I'm still jacked up. So he has some energy left. Are are Either one of those coaches is even going to coach? Uh, I could totally I see know. them coaching this next year. If you take a year off, and all of a sudden you're a little older, now you're seventy three instead of seventy two, and maybe you get closer to retirement.
1: But I can't see either one at that age taking a year off and then coming back.
0: Yeah, exactly. I feel the you same. Right. Uh, right? You, you better do it now, or yeah, they're both football lifers. So mm. uh, my, my money's on them having jobs. What about the Commanders for Pete Carroll? He's California born and raised mm-hmm. um you know he's coach bringing energy to the building california bring energy to uh that situation has a quarterback um and speaking of quarterbacks draw Mayo. they've got the third pick in in new england they've got to figure mm-hmm. things out on offense or draw Mayo's job's not going to last long um you mentioned washington they have the number two pick in the draft adam peters 49ers assistant gm hired there okay um uh, more on that in, in a little bit and in what that could mean for Washington's plan. But generally you either hire a coach first and he's in charge of everything and has final say and brings in a GM with him, or you hire a GM first who then searches in, and hires a coach, which to me says, Washington is probably out on bill Belichick. Yeah. A GM first.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. You would think you, if you're going to land a whale, you would land the whale first before the GM most yes. likely. And then he would help you go get his GM. That makes sense. Maybe it'd be out on Carroll too. The 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 option, I just want to throw one thing out there is that the option that Carroll has that Belichick doesn't is Carol's still a Seahawk employee. He's an advisor or uh, he's yeah. getting a big check every
0: week, you know, That's still so is he, he gonna stick around just until he get a head coach and then say okay, peace out, or is he just gonna stay an advisor? Because if you're an advisor for one team, you can't coach another team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so and, and, and there's team teams are gonna if teams are gonna want a head coach, right? Like Washington is going to try to hire a coach as soon as possible. They got their GM, they're, they're working on it, you know, so they're not going to say, Oh, cool. Hey Pete, get back to us in a month. You know, that's not how that's going to operate. So if Pete's going to stick around for a while in Seattle, that tells me he's done because we just said that if he takes a year off, he probably won't come back. And if you hang out for a month or two months, then you're not going to get a head coaching job in this cycle.
1: It does sound like it's Dan Quinn's job to lose in Seattle as well, which is kind of like the Mayo hiring. I mean, in some way, I mean, it's super familiar. And, you know, I mean, it, it would yeah, it'd be almost it'd be, more, to be in the, under the same roof.
0: It'd be almost more like uh, if Vrabel went back to New England, mm-hmm. right? Like you kind of leave, sow your oats, then come back home. Uh, and where does this leave Vrabel? Because we all assumed wrongly that if Belichick left New England, Mike Vrabel would get that job. And yeah. now we know he's not. So a little bit more on that next more on this coaching carousel, uh, new GM in Washington. Uh, I have some thoughts there uh, having covered the 49ers for uh, the entirety of Adam Peters assistant GM stay there. And we've got to make some picks while oh, yeah. Saturday, Sunday playoff games coming up today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by game time. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of the NFL games, sporting events, music, comedy, theater events, any ticketed event near you, just about, you can find it on Game Time. Killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You, you see the view from your seat before you buy. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive at your event all in prices this is my favorite part i hate the hidden fees you think you have a, a ticket price you go to checkout, and boom your your tickets doubled. all in prices show your total upfront at game time so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out buying tickets in seconds couple of taps on the app the the tickets are right there on the game time app so you don't have to go fishing through your email to find those tickets when you do arrive at your event game time has uh tickets right up to the start of the event too so it's the place for last minute tickets even an hour after event starts you can find those tickets uh the last minute seats at game time so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed. A whirlwind of information here. Uh oh, Mayo, yeah. the head coach in New England. That means Vrabel's not the head coach in New England. So Vrabel still out there. The and there's now there's seven jobs that are open. Uh the Seahawks job is open. The Atlanta Falcons job is open. Bill Belichick's still out there. Pete Carroll are, are they? going to continue coaching what's next for those guys. Uh, we haven't really hit, heard any official interviews for those two coaches, but we've heard a lot of interviews for a lot of other coaches in a lot of other jobs. And now the Washington commanders are going to post haste, figure out who their next head coach is because they have hired the first GM in this cycle. And that is former 49ers assistant GM, Adam Peters. And he was a scout that actually came up under Belichick in new England. Then, Was And, and, you know, he he has rings from from his tenure there. He has a connection to uh, the Denver Broncos before he was with the 49ers organization. And now this new look, new ownership, new GM, new organization really in Washington is fascinating to me because we're now in a time and place where, the Washington Commanders might be run really well, Matt, and that hasn't yeah. been the case in recent history. So I'm fascinating. It's fascinating um, to see how this all shakes out there and, and who ends up the head coach. One thing I do know that Adam Peters can bring is uh, a collaborative mindset, uh, and and we kind of mentioned how you know you hire the GM first. Usually he's in charge, so I'm guessing Peters is going to have roster control whenever he hires his. Head coach, but in San Francisco, it was the opposite. It, it was the it was the head coach has the fifty three man roster final say in Kyle Shanahan, and he brought along his GM in John Lynch. But John Lynch has done a, such a great job of getting Kyle the pieces he wants, and sometimes even making bad trade ups. But they figured it out, and they really worked well together. The Forty Nine ers had done an amazing job of drafting late round picks. I mean stars and starters in the 5th 6th 7th round. That's hard to replicate. So on one hand, okay, the process we can try to replicate, but are you just going to start dry, just drafting superstar players on day 3 of the draft? I mean, that's a hard ask too if you're trying to replicate what the 49ers did. So um it's it, but Peters was the the scouting director, right? That's where he came up in, in the scouting. So if you're pointing to one guy who had a big part of drafting amazing on day three adam peters is your guy
1: yeah and i feel like you and you started the segment by saying this washington looks like they're doing it right i mean if they hit on that quarterback at two hit on a coach i mean i know that's easier said than done and those things aren't slam dunks and this guy comes from an organization that makes a lot of sense and ownership seems to certainly have a plan you know, and they've owned teams before and took over a terrible Sixers team, from what I understand, and built that thing in a first-class manner, the best I know of. I don't really know the NBA world all that well. But you could see Washington kind of being where Houston is right now, even a
0: year or two from now. You know what I mean? Like, trending up. And and it's not going to be a rush. If we've learned from right. Harris ownership and, and and the way that the trust the process, uh, Philadelphia 76ers, uh, they're not going to be in a rush. They're going to try to build this thing foundationally from the ground up and in Washington. So we'll see how that ends up looking there.
1: I'd be optimistic, though, if I was a commander fan.
0: Yeah, I would, too. I think we've hit all the, uh, the latest news. Right, Matt. I mean, there's I think just, so. The big stuff. Yeah. There's gonna be tons more mixed in with playoff games here, and we'll get to a lot of it Monday. But uh it's time to preview and make picks here for these Saturday okay. and Sunday football games. And uh we'll start with the AFC because it's all AFC on Saturday, and it is the Joe Flacco led Browns at the CJ Stroud led Houston Texans, and uh it is the Cleveland Browns favored by two points on the road at the Houston Texans. This might
1: be my hardest pick because in some ways I trust the Browns more basically for the the main reason that rookie coach and quarterback in Houston scares me. Browns defense is awesome, but it's much worse on the road. And that doesn't mean it's bad, but it's unbelievable at home. It's good on the road. Flacco scares me though. I mean, I just said the rookie quarterback thing. I trust Stroud more than I, str- I trust Flacco, and as well as Flacco's playing, he still takes a ton of sacks, a lot of turnover-worthy plays that I think he's gotten kind of lucky. But I think the Browns win this game, and I will give up the two points.
0: Uh, yeah, see, a tough as a, one for I, me. I really wanted to go to the home dog here, but CJ mm-hmm. Stroud in his first playoff game joe flacco's battle test uh, yeah. what you want about joe flacco but he's won a super bowl he's been through playoffs he's been mm-hmm. through life experiences that uh, cj stroud just qu- hasn't quite yet um and and, I, and they they that defense is really the key to me and jim schwartz has an unbelievable record against kyle shanahan offenses too.
1: Ah, I didn't and
0: so I think that is the angle that really sells this one for me because I think it could potentially be a long day. I want to take the home dog so bad, but it's only two points, and I do think the Browns are going to come out ahead here. So Browns by a field goal on the road at the Texans.
1: Little, little, much more rested as well. I mean, they didn't play anybody last
0: week. Yeah, and, and the the Texans essentially played a, a playoff game. So, exactly, you know, that would yeah. have been yeah you know, okay. That we did it. We got over that first hump. New regime, you're you're still feeling great about the Houston Texans, even if they're one and done in the playoffs.
1: Oh, no doubt. This is this is all house money. That you know, no, no question about that.
0: And if Miles Garrett's living in in, uh, in CJ Stroud's face, that's just a, it's going to be a tough day for you.
1: They're going to throw a lot at Stroud.
0: The we're talking about wind chill of negative 30 degrees in Kansas city. It's yeah. like, a. uh, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at one degree right now in, in Kansas city. This is, this that is the
1: Buffalo game are bonkers with, if, with weather.
0: And and it's the worst possible team to have to go play in that. The, the team from Miami, right? The Miami exactly. yeah. good at home, not as good on the road. Uh, they're, they're, they are four and four away this season. And now the Chiefs haven't been great at home. Usually they're awesome at home. They've only been five and four. Um, but does this not help the chiefs that much because their strength is their quarterback? Does the cold hurt the passing game? The dolphins are a better, better running team. So maybe this doesn't hurt the dolphins that bad. I don't, I don't know, but the Kansas city chiefs are favored by five for a reason, but I kind of want to take the, the road team that think that in the cold, they can still run the football. Am I crazy, man?
1: No, because I mean they're from Miami, they can't handle the cold. Tua's from Hawaii, can't handle the cold. We played at Bama. Maybe, but you can't tell me anyone's gonna be comfortable in minus 20. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like Chris Jones is like, oh, cool, I do this all the time. You know, like no one's gonna be comfortable. I mean Actually, you can't I can't home tell
0: grew me. up in, in Texas, you know, he right. Was a, right. He grew up as like, oh, this is great. I, I'm gonna have I'm gonna go shirtless in warm-ups because I'm used to uh, negative right. 30 wind chill.
1: I mean, unless you grew up in the Arctic Circle, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't want to. I mean, if you grew up in Vancouver, this is still bonkers, you know. I mean, like this is really, really cold, borderline dangerous. You know, no one's going to be comfortable. So I do, yeah. I guess the weather favors the Chiefs, but I also, we'll talk Bill Steelers in a minute. But I don't think wind and those things are nearly as bad in this one. But the temperature is much lower in this one. So I do think the Chiefs and both teams will be able to throw some. Um, but my big thing I keep coming back to is Miami runs of all well, when they stick with it and Casey's run defense, although their defense is good, isn't great, but I just think Miami's too banged up. I mean, it sounds like Waddle might play Mostert should play, but they're picking up, you know, edge guys off the street, you know, Justin Houston and anyone that can line up on the edge. I think they're a little too banged up. I'm going to take Casey at home minus the points.
0: Yeah, it's. I do think it's a lot for Miami. I I probably go, you know, under. It's 43 and a half points Mm -hmm. just because the, uh, I'd feel more comfortable taking the under just because of the weather in this game. And I think they both are going to hit the ground pretty hard. And, uh, you know, um, Pacheco's a really, you know, tough runner. So maybe that Mm -hmm. went to to them and, you know, okay can the Chiefs just find a couple of plays? Can, there, can their wide receivers make a couple of plays in this game? That might be all it takes, but um, it's just, the, the weather just is such a, a, a it's such a, a factor of leveling and, and not knowing how this is going to turn out, how it's going to look, which makes me want to take the points. So I'm going to take the points with the, with the Dolphins and the, and the five points and think this is going to be kind of a field goal game either way and potentially a close one. But uh, the Chiefs should be favored as they are in this one. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Next, the Sunday games. We got three of them. Steelers at Bills, Packers at Cowboys, Rams at Lions. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. And I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's just talk for a second about preparing for real life. And according to the FDA, pharmacies are running low out of some antibiotics like amoxicillin. And um, maybe that's something your family needs. Potential supply chain issues could keep you from. Uh, maybe potentially life-saving medication that you or your family needs. Maybe you want to be prepared for a natural disaster. We've seen pandemics. Maybe you're traveling with your family. You're not going to have cell phone service. You're going to be in a remote location. You're not going to have access to the medication you need. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, UTIs, uh, respiratory infections, skin infections, among many others, And all you got to do is visit jacemedical.com. You complete your physician visit there. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Again, that is jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com. Ooh, doggy. All right. So, uh, all AFC early and then all NFC playoff games late in the weekend. Let's go to Sunday morning. And it is your Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt, at the Buffalo Bills. Maybe not negative 30 wind chill, but uh, weather's going to be a factor here as well.
1: Oh, man. So, it, that's like a. For maybe, I think it's like a five-hour drive from Pittsburgh to Buffalo. The the team's going to fly, of course, but I know many people either within the organization or reporters or people I work, you know, kind of shoulder-to-shoulder with that aren't sure they can get there. You know, like the the, the roads and the weather and the snow belts between there all along Lake Erie are unbelievably bad, and a lot of them are thinking after the game, they're not going to be able to get home till like, Tuesday, and it's just a not-that-far drive, so the weather is extreme and more so than the chiefs game, they're thinking like consistent 20 mile an hour winds and gusts up to like 45 degrees or 45 miles an hour, which like almost, you know, moves a human, you know, like this could be very much like that Mac Jones through three passes game, you know, that, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and people talk about, I've done so much homework on this game, but, Buffalo Stadium, strangely enough, does not cut the wind hardly at all. Because, like, if you walk in in Buffalo Stadium, you're almost already on the top floor. You're like – it the wind just flies right through there. It's not wind-resistant at all. So I think all that helps the Steelers because any – I mean, they're the worst team, and I think it weird things like that just narrow the playing field. And I'm sure Allen will not be content just throwing it three times, you know, where the Steelers might just hand it off a million I, times over and over. Yeah. I still think the Bills win. I mean, no T.J. Watt, although I don't know rushing the passer even matters in this game. And to be honest, uh, I mean, I, I said this on the Steeler Airway yesterday. If if this, if New England were playing in this game, I might take the Patriots. You know what I mean? Just like a Belichick. I don't care that Juju and Elliott are slow anymore. They just are tough on D. Like, th- the best team might not win this game, and that gives me some Steeler hope. So I'm gonna take the points, but I have the Bills winning by about a touchdown. I just think Allen's too much to contain, no matter what the weather is.
0: Yeah, and if it's a low scoring game and it's as you described, ten mm-hmm. points is a lot. It's a big it just seems like too much that type of a game. And if
1: I don't know if you can Bro- attempt kicks, you know, like I think long snaps might go straight, you know, crazy <laughs> yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Field goals that would be good on any other day are blown right across the, not even close, right. the front of the, uh, yeah, there's, there's that, there's always that game in uh, Chicago is about a decade ago that I think of where the kicks were just like, the kick goes up, whoop, gone. You oh, like, right. put it in. Um, and so if points are hard to come by, 10 points is going to be a pretty big spread, especially when the big advantage the bills have is a quarterback. And if that's yeah. nullified by, by some of the wind. Um, so uh i, I i'm kind of with you there that 10 points is too much you know good weather i'll give up the points because the bills are, are better than oh spread.
1: yeah If, if this I was in a dome i take the i'd give you 14 it
0: was a goofy game uh, 38 and a half i'd probably just go to the over under before i went to the spread but we got to make our picks here and uh and, and state it so i over
1: under i saw was 34 like, this thing just keeps dropping oh, and
0: dropping. Yeah, sorry, I said 38 and a half. It's a 35 and a half is, is well. Okay. okay. I have, didn't look in a day or two, but yeah. And uh, so, yeah, 10 points is it's just kind of too much, even though I think it it, it is a Bills victory here. Uh, give, me the, give me the points with those Steelers. And, man, could the Steelers do it again and keep this thing rolling? I mean, yeah, the way the, this sets
1: up, I think, is kind of helpful,
0: you know, like it absolutely just helpful. And yeah. look, James Cook isn't the most uh, ground and pounder oh. in the world either. If it's that not Najee, you know, right, becomes, right. Packers at Cowboys, seven seed at two seed here. Packers, one of the hotter teams in the NFL coming into the playoffs uh, at the Dallas Cowboys, who are favored by seven. Who you got?
1: I'm going to take the points. I just love how love, well, I didn't mean to do that. I love how Jordan Love is playing and that offense in general. I'm a little worried, kind of like the Texans conversation. You know, are they getting a little ahead of their skis? Is this the year they learn what playoff football is all about and the next year you become a contender? Maybe, but I also give Green Bay the coaching advantage. I know Dallas at home is really, really tough, but I think seven is just too many. I like Dallas wins by four or five.
0: We're going to watch the 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 Kansas City night game and then the, the Buffalo morning game. And then all of a sudden we're going to go to Dallas, Texas and be like, oh, wait, OK, here we go. Now we're going to see points and uh, you know over under 50 and a half in this one. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm definitely I'm going to give up the points here. I, I think the Dallas Cowboys are a better football team and the Packers. Nice run similar to the C.J. Stroud Texans. Like, hey, you know, good job. Young team, young offense. You figured out you, you got into the playoffs narrowly and, you know, regroup and maybe the run is in you next year.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're trending in the right direction in a big way. Uh,
0: another very hot team. Maybe the only team hotter than the Packers going into the playoffs on the NFC side is the uh, Los Angeles Rams. And they are at three seed Detroit Lions, Detroit favorite at home by three.
1: This seems like the most likely upset to me. And well, maybe, maybe Houston, but I'm going to go with the Rams definitely plus three. I'm torn if I'm picking them to win or not. I really trust McVay and Stafford more than I trust Campbell and Goff. I see, I'm not, I feel like I've been hard on Campbell lately, but I could see him doing something emotional, <laughs> you know, just getting a little too in the moment and fired up. I think this is going to be a dynamite game. I would not touch it in terms of bets. I don't feel strong about the Rams, even plus three. The Lions offense is awesome. I think they're the more talented football team. This is just more of a hunch and a McVay-Stafford thing
0: for me. I mean, I think Lions fans are going to be out of their minds for yes. a playoff game. Uh, Jared Goff revenge game, by the way, with the uh, the Stafford-Goff mm-hmm. trade. So I love the angle here in this one. Uh, give me the Lions by a lot. I think the Lions are going to put up points. Uh, okay. Great run by the Rams. Uh, they might put up some points as well, but that back seven for the Rams is just not going to be able to hang, I think, with the uh with the uh, with the the Detroit Lions in, in that offense. And so I'm expecting a lot of points from the Lions. And so something like a uh I don't know, the 38 to 24 Lions victory.
1: I can see it. I mean, I I absolutely could see that being the case. I mean, they're they're very talented, they're at home, and I do think they're well coached. Mine's more of a hunch.
0: There we go. That is the Saturday and Sunday games. We'll come back Monday and break it all down and then make our picks for the Monday nighter and have a better idea of what that Monday night game, Eagles at Buccaneers, means for round two of the NFL playoffs. And, of course, we'll probably have a ton more news on coaches and GMs and hirings and probably yeah. not any more firings, but who knows because there's some there's been some stuff floated out there by Schefter and Diana Rossini that... Certain coaches have hit the market that teams didn't expect, and safe coaches might not be safe. So who knows? Uh, the NFL is the ultimate reality TV, and we'll be here to cover it for you after the weekend. Talk to you Monday. You say
1: a, a, a wild card upset could be, could all an owner could get impulsive the next day and be like, oh, you know, shouldn't have lost that one, you
0: know, wrong one and done team in the playoffs. And uh, we're we'll yeah. talking about another uh, vacant head coaching job. We'll be here for all of it Monday, right here, Peacock and Williamson.